This podcast, Tech Refresh, was my entire concept. Could we put together a show that was all about tech, but it was more like a bunch of your friends just talking around the kitchen table? And guess what? It's working. We've doubled the number of listeners in the past month alone, and thank you for that. So here's a Tech Refresh where I think we were all spot on, even the jokes. My jokes, they were actually pretty funny. All right, here you go. Wow, I don't know if you saw, but Amazon announced a slew of new products. We're going to be talking about them in just a little bit. But so many people are concerned about Amazon listening. I mean, because what are you doing? You're putting a smart speaker in your house. Some people have them in their bedroom. Mm, Bad idea. But Amazon says on certain echoes that soon you'll be able to make Alexa listen and answer offline. What that means is that whatever you say does not go to Amazon servers, or that's what they're saying. Now, this is going to make some people feel better about, you know, Alexa listening all the time. I actually have mine in the garage. I might pull her out. Uh, But there is one question that Alexa simply cannot answer. Ready for it? Think about it. What's the one question that Alexa can't answer? Alexa, why are you unplugged? Yes. Hey, as we start Tech Refresh, just want to remind everybody to rate, review, subscribe, follow the podcast. That's really important. Even if you don't like this podcast, I don't care. Say some nice things about it. Yes. Rate, review, subscribe, and follow. Now, Tech Refresh, as you know, it's your weekly fun show about all things digital. I'm Kim Commando, and joining us this week, we have Allie, our amazing content queen, who, let me tell you, she reads and knows every single headline on every single website in the entire world. Hello there, Allie. Hi, Kim. How do I fit it all in my brain? That's the big mystery. Well, that's why you have your hair up in a little bun today. It looks so (laughs) cute. And then we have Ben, our trusty news director. He's our certified tech guy who loves to review the latest and greatest. Hello there, Ben. Hey, Kim. How's it going? And Tech Refresh is brought to you by thecurrentnewsletter.com. It's the smart tech newsletter. Join almost 100,000 who get it for absolutely free. Yes, it's free, but it's wonderful. You can see a sample and sign up now, but you have to go to this address, thecurrentnewsletter.com. Once again, that's thecurrentnewsletter.com. As always, we like to start Tech Refresh with the news. And Allie, you're up first. I have to start, of course, with the iPhone 13 and iOS 15. A little birdie told me both of you are waiting for your new iPhones. It's not here yet. I know. I'm so excited. Friday. (laughs) Which ones did you get? I have to get the iPhone 13 Pro Max. I mean, I would be a loser if I didn't. (laughs) What color did you get, Ben? Just the graphite. I wasn't sure about that trendy new blue. Fair enough, Ben. I'm sure you got the same one. I got the trendy blue. All right. And so Allie is still, it's like, you know, it's either her way or Huawei. (laughs) Or Huawei, yeah. Well, first looks at the phone are pretty good. All the reviews I've seen, people are liking them. The screens are great. Takes better photos in low light, which is always really good. Uh, The battery life on the Pro is supposed to be outstanding. So I'm sure you two will be happy with that. Word on the street, just like with every update is, if you can afford it, get the Pro because the camera upgrades are just so much better than the regular iPhone 13 or the 13 mini. If you are sticking with your old, I don't know, 12 or something, um, you still should update. iOS 15 is here. You know, I just got into I got an email from some guy this morning, honest to God, Al, who said, you know, I, I'm just wondering, because, uh, you know, he actually probably talks like that. Uh, Kim, I'm just wondering, you know, I have my iPhone 4. Do you think I Whoa. could get the latest translate? Oh. I'm like, oh, my God, dude. No, it's not going to oh, work. Oh, no. 6S and up. You need to upgrade, man. Yes. Yeah, that's not great. 
We're not going to go through all the features. We've done that here before. I want to talk about all the annoying bugs that people are dealing with now that iOS 15 is out. Uh, Instagram stories audio wouldn't play for people unless they had their ringer on. That wouldn't work for me. I always have my ringer off. So go update Instagram if you haven't already. They pushed out a new update on Reddit where people go to complain about these things. Of course, people are saying their screens aren't very responsive after updating on the 13 and older models. So if you just can't get your phone to respond with your finger, (laughs) a reboot should clear that one up most of the time. Imagine that'll be in a future patch. There are issues, of course, with connecting AirPods. Sorry to you both. Unlocking your iPhone with your Apple Watch. Ben, I know you do that. And then there's the big battery life issue. So this happens with every major operating system upgrade, and it's usually not a bug. It's not a problem. It's something that's expected. So if you updated your phone, especially if it's older, and you notice your battery life is in the toilet, well, it's not really an accident. It's because your phone is doing so much to catch up with this new update. So well, that's always the conspiracy theory, right, Al? I mean, that's always it. Like, you know, Apple has released this new operating system to make everybody buy new phones. Yeah. No, and it's just that, yeah, the operating system just takes more to run because it's more robust. And so if you have a really old phone, yeah, it's going to eat up your battery life, maybe make your phone a little slower. Um It should go away, though. So after all that indexing and caching and updating is done, the battery actually gets recalibrated and you should find your battery life settling back into place. This can take, you know, a couple hours, sometimes up to a couple days, especially on those older models. So if you're having some battery trouble, just give it some time and it should update. Android people like me, thank you all for listening patiently. And you're probably laughing about all the iPhone issues, of course, like I am. Yeah, I know. They're all going like, yeah, near, 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 near. We don't have that. We're good. We're over here at Android land. Exactly. If you need an upgrade, though, the Google Pixel 6 is going to be unveiled pretty soon, October 19th. It's got all the usual upgrades, more RAM, better screen. Uh, The new Samsung flagship, the Galaxy S22 Ultra, uh, info on that is floating around too. The, the Note S21, that actually got canceled. That was supposed to be the latest and greatest Galaxy, but because of the chip shortage, it got nixed. Oh, come so on. The, it went on fire. <laughs> I mean, let's see. Well, <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what happens We're with the S22. We're blaming everything on the chip shortage. You know, I mean, I need to lose weight because of the chip shortage, please. Exactly. I didn't do the dishes because chip shortage. I don't know. Uh, but that one did get pushed up. My, you said earlier, Kim, my Huawei. Yes. My Huawei is getting old and it's, I think I could go for an upgrade soon. And I'm thinking about the new galaxy. So we'll see what that looks like. And then I have, I'm done with phones. I have one more thing that I had to tell you about because this made me actually laugh out loud when I read it. Google is asking judges over in the EU to basically overturn a $5 billion fine over a 2018 antitrust ruling. The EU, of course, said that Google squeezed out all their competitors. And Google said, no, people aren't using us because we force them to. They're doing it because they want to. They love us. And exactly. And their most damning piece of evidence, Google says the most common search on Bing by far is Google. <laughs> no, wait, so I, uh, wait. Okay, so yes, so yes. over at Bing. <laughs> okay, yes, we're we're Microsoft has never ever been able to get that search off the ground. I mean, never, I mean, you know, like they will pay you. They will pay you gift cards to use Bing. Okay. And the most common search phrase is 
is Google when you're on Bing. You know, that would be so sad. I mean, think about that. And think about that in real life. I mean, you're going out with like the love of your life, right? I mean, this is like, oh, like, I, you know, love this guy, love this gal. They're just amazing. Okay. But when they're sitting there, they're like daydreaming and they're looking up like they're on other dating sites. I mean, that would be awful. <laughs> be terrible. Aww, poor oh, Bing. poor Bing. Poor Bing. All right. Speaking of Bings and let's go to Ben. Hello there, Ben. What's what do you have? Well, we're going to come back to Amazon because they just had that fall event and we're going to get a couple things out of the way first. We knew that they were going to probably announce a new Echo show for your wall. And they did kind of like this whole command center work widgets for your smart home 250 bucks they also released a 60 dollars smart thermostat that could be free depending on utility rebates and an 80 dollar updated halo fitness tracker there was other stuff too but you know we need to talk about the rolling elephant with a camera in the room, in the room. <laughs> oh god <laughs> you know what it's actually kind of cute looking it looks it like it's, it, it looks like wally i mean it's like oh why would i not want that in my house until you trip over it because wally's watching <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Amazon Astro, a $1,000 home robot, which is... Well, it's $1,000 now, but it will be $1,500 when it goes on right. sale. If you, if you successfully get the invite, you have to request an invite to get it for 1000 bucks. Okay, I, I actually went and filled it out. <laughs> I knew it. I did. And I said, you know what? I was like, I want, I want, and I even emailed the PR person. Now, the PR person at Amazon doesn't like me, but I'm hoping that he can get past of Maybe. all that. Poor Astro is going to end up in the garage too. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, it, you know, Astro has a face. So it has a screen that makes a face so it can like make different eyes. It has a personality. Apparently it can beatbox. Those are the things you get out of the way. First. Okay, let yeah. me tell you. Okay, white people and robots cannot beatbox. I mean, that's just <laughs> let's just say that right now. You know, it's like you know, you ever see like a guy like trying to dance at a wedding? I mean, let's just face it. Like you know, the guy with the beer belly, and then somebody else comes along a little younger. I mean, you're like, mm, okay, you shouldn't be dancing, all right? Yeah, it's it's not a good idea. But well, the whole purpose it's Alexa that follows you around. Uh, Amazon says it can help you, you know, help look out for loved ones and it can patrol your house when you're away. It's got this weird little periscope mast camera that pops out of the top. So, you know, it'll, it can tell you if you left the the stove on Think think about that. But funny thing, the day after Amazon announced Astro, uh, you had this motherboard investigation with all these leaked documents Sources who worked on the project over the years, and they say it's got a lot of flaws. One said, and this is a quote, Astro is terrible and will almost certainly throw itself down a flight of stairs if presented the opportunity. <laughs> okay, well, you know, that's interesting <laughs> because when you fill out the little form that says, yes, I want to be one of the people to get Astro the first time, you, you have to, you, there's 12 questions. So it's like, do you have dark floors? Mm. Okay, you can't use Astro. Do you have like a sunken living room? No, that's not good for you either. Uh, do you have like thresholds between? No. So I mean, so of course, I mean, I have all that and then some. And so I'm like, no, 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 no. You know, <laughs> he'll be fine. fine. He'll be fine. Well, I don't know how you know reliable these sources are. They didn't identify them, but you know, it says that the the facial recognition is unreliable. And that for a thousand bucks, the robot is kind of fragile. 
and that the mast for the camera can break and like get stuck in the uh, extended position. Now, Amazon denies all this, but what you do have to consider, like we talked about earlier, is that it is a data collecting robot that also maps your home's layout. You know, well, so do your vacuum cleaners. Yeah, like a room. Sure, I mean, they do sure. the same thing. It also tries to learn who everyone is. And that comes back to the whole facial recognition. So when it's on patrol, it'll apparently look for strangers. Like if it can't ID them, it'll just follow them around. <laughs> but that's when it's in the mode. So just think about that. You could use that. You have guests come over and you put it on patrol mode. <laughs> and it just kind of follows them around. Yeah, yeah, don't mind the robot following. It only attacks when it feels threatened. Yeah, you know, that would be great. Yeah, just, I mean, just you know what? You have, you know, you always have like those dinner parties where you like people, like they stay too late. <laughs> You know, you can pull out Astro. Astro, you know, try and escort them to the door, please. Yeah, exactly. So that's Astro. That's, uh, I don't know. I'm, I have a lot of stairs, like multi kind of, you know, varied levels, like three steps up to the dining room, then a full flight of stairs up to the second floor and another landing. So it would be very limited for an astro to be wandering around yeah well you know but that's amazon do you know why amazon purchased whole foods have you heard about this it's actually a very interesting little fun fact is that uh jeff bezos actually said to his amazon echo he said you know alexa buy olives from whole foods and alexa said buying all of whole foods <laughs> and jeff said no i just want olives and he said nah forget that just go ahead i'll get the whole thing See, it never made sense until now now you know why they own it. <laughs> All right. So think for a moment. Here's my new story. Um, what do you know about something called Shadow Dragon? Shadow Dragon. I mean, it sounds like a Chinese restaurant, doesn't it? Like, you know, let's all go over to the Shadow Dragon tonight. All right. <laughs> it knows everything about you. Shadow Dragon is unknown to most people, It's but it's hard at work right now. It's a powerful search and surveillance software that literally sucks in data from every social media company, every internet company, We're talking like Amazon, Facebook, Instagram, dating apps, even the dark web. It collects data on about 120 different platforms and get this does also the dark web as i mentioned and it keeps 10 years of archives so if you don't remember what you posted like on myspace or whatever it was like you know 10 years ago a shadow dragon knows and it's data they say is routed to police to identify people of interest they map out their networks um shadow dragon says you know it's not all bad because what we do is that we will speed up police investigations from months to just minutes because we can have all this data. And so if you're wondering about like government surveillance, you know, we all see that like, oh, the government's following me. Yes, they talk like that, too, um, is that it <laughs> might be true. And we are willingly like handing over all of our data. So how do you stop it? Well, what the question is, you'd have to turn off Facebook, Tinder, TikTok, Instagram, uh, turn it off for a year, maybe. They say that's what it's going to take. So these civil rights groups were all behind this. And they are putting together, I don't know how successful it's going to be, uh, because they are promoting it on social media. <laughs> but it's a nationwide <laughs> Facebook, Instagram boycott. It's going to be on November 10th. And they're protesting social media's destructive role in American life. Uh, but the whole idea is that if you don't want to be tracked by Shadow Dragon, then you shouldn't be posting anything. And But this boycott is there. You know, when I started thinking, you know, maybe instead of boycotting like social media, like we should be boycotting like shredded cheese, right? I mean, what if we boycotted shredded cheese? Because then we would make America 
great again. <laughs> oh, 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 come on. That wasn't bad. Wait, I have one more. Okay, do you smoke pot? Do you want to smoke pot? Have you ever wondered, like, how pot would affect you? Well, as marijuana continues to become legal, there's this new industry that's popping out. And I'm just talking about the little pop-up shops for your medical marijuana card. Is that now, they say, if you want to figure out, like, the right strain and dose, and I don't know anything about pot, but I guess there are different strains and doses, is that you can get a DNA test. And not like 23andMe, is that there's a company called Endocana Health, that's right, and they created saliva kits that look for genetic traits that will tell you how well a certain brand or dose or strain or whatever, marijuana, will do well for you. It tests 57 genetic traits, uh, 12 different categories. They say they're going to give you a personalized cannabinoid formulation suggestion, whatever that means, $200. Why didn't we think of this? $200. So yeah, so your DNA is now going someplace else into a pot database. Um, and apparently this is really big in in France because, you know, in France they call uh, marijuana weed. Like, like we, okay, that one, okay, get it? Like, oh, all right, that was, that was not the best one. I promise you they will get better as we go along. So stay right where you are because coming up, we have some great tech tips and we have some weird headlines and we have Ben's review that it's not a battery, but it's just damn near close. So it's that exciting. So stay right where you are. This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9. With available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults. With zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute. And available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. Tech Refresh, it's your fun show about all things digital, comes out fresh and new once a week. And so make sure that you rate reviews, just subscribe, and you also follow. And just a quick reminder that if you haven't already signed up for the current newsletter.com, you really should. It's fabulous. It's a smart tech newsletter, it goes right into your inbox. They don't spam you because it's us, and you can get it at thecurrentnewsletter.com. Once again, you have to put the the there, thecurrentnewsletter.com. All right, so we all have these great tips. And so I'm going to go first, okay, guys? Because I have this tip about your photo library. You know, and if you look at it, it's just loaded with selfies and pictures of food for Instagram. But I put together this handy list of eight photos you should always have at your fingertips. Okay, I promise where it's not going to be eight minutes long. It's going to go really fast, all right? <laughs> so let's start with your COVID vaccination card. Yeah, take a pic out of, of it, and it's always going to be within reach. Um, I also have pictures of my car's license plates and VIN numbers, just in case, like, something goes wrong. Um, your auto insurance cards, your medical insurance card, your dental insurance card, which for me is so handy because I think it's like about every six months, Ian will call me and say, hey, do you have a copy of 
my insurance card, which is he's on my policy. I'm like, hey, dude, just put it in your phone already and let's be a responsible adult. But I digress, but I'm back. All right. When you're traveling, take a picture of your rental car uh, before you get it and then after you turn it in. I also take photos of my Airbnbs, my Verbos when I check in and also when I check out. It also has other benefits because your phone will geotag the Airbnb location. So you can always get directions back or you can show the address to your Uber or Lyft driver and say, look, this is where I need to go. And another trick that I have about Uber and Lyft is that if you ever think they're going the wrong way, even though if you know if you're not going the right way, I always say the same thing. I go, you know what? Last time I went, they didn't turn here and I went, it was faster and it was a lot quicker. And they're like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's right. That's right. <laughs> you know, but um, I've told you this one before, but you know, there's a, a story about Amal and Juan and they are identical twins, but the mom only has to carry one baby photo on her phone. That's it. Because once you've seen one, you've seen them all. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I told you they were getting better. I told you. I told you they were getting better. That was better. Okay, now, Ben, you're going to have to do, what are you doing, like resetting your PC for a fresh start? Yes, yes. And this is is important, especially now, since Windows 11 is almost here, like days away. So, and this is, you know, my laptop, the one I have now, it's a PC. I've had it for about four years. I use it you know, eight to 10 hours every weekday. And you know, all the, the stuff I have it connected to all the monitors and USB, I, you know, it just, everything's going, well, it starts to slow down. And one thing I try to do every year is just do a basically clean slate, completely reset it. What does that mean? Do you, you re you actually once a year? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Once a year. <laughs> I didn't know you were like this tech certifiable. I mean, yeah. Honest to God, once a year, you like format the drive and reinstall everything? Yes, it's a pain. That's why I dread it. I put it off. Let me tell you something. We are missing out. I mean, there must be some like really hot Friday nights at the Bradley household. I mean, (laughs) yeah. Guess what's up tonight? Pull up a chair, babe. I'm reformatting the computer. (laughs) Oh, God, you look so great hot. Ooh, honey. (laughs) It's, uh, man, it's good time. So, like, I'll go through. And I'll look at the app list and I'll either take a picture of it with my phone or I'll just write down like the apps I know I, I want to keep and just let everything else go. And then I'll just, anything I have stored locally, documents, downloads, move it all over to the cloud or backup hard drive. Now, let me ask you a question, Ben. And, and I'm really serious. This is really yeah. amazing that yeah. you do this. Do you have like an organized sock drawer? I mean, two, I mean. <laughs> you have no idea. Wow. <laughs> That's something. Yeah. yeah. It's all part of where the white undershirts are too. Like, and they're all just kind of like folded really neatly. And, you know, everything has a place. You always have to know where, you know, I never lose anything because I always know where everything is. Okay. So, so once a year you reformat it, brings it back to, uh, gives you that, gives you that new laptop, but you don't have like that fresh laptop scent. I mean, that's gone. Not, not fresh. See that, but that's what you have to know because Microsoft has the three R's restore, refresh, or reset and that's they all kind of sound the same thing that's why so like restore just means undo rec- it undoes recent system changes refresh it reinstalls windows but it keeps all of your files and settings and app but if it's slowed down because of some of that stuff it doesn't really help reset and that's what i do the whole clean start reinstalls windows deletes everything and i finally did it a couple of weeks ago 
oh. for this year. Do you feel fresh and clean, all new? <laughs> you know, I mean, I mean, for for most people, it's it's not going to be. I don't think it's that bad. But all the apps I have, all the the drivers I have to install, it's it's it takes a little. Oh, bit. I was going to say, how long does this take? Uh start to finish. You know, without tweaking everything, four to five hours. Ooh. Yeah, and then making sure everything connects like it should. Um, you know, it, it's not. We have the steps on how to do it on the website commando.com. So I won't go through all that, but it's, I mean, it's seriously, it makes your, your, your computer, whether it's laptop or desktop, it makes it like it's brand new. And it's, I like that though, because it's like, you get to just go in and maybe change things. You never, you know, never thought about or just didn't have time to before. You can just make it like it's an all new thing. Now, have you ever like done that and like screwed things up? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like endless boot cycles. <laughs> And I did accidentally break my space bar when I was trying to clean it. Oh, so, that didn't. No, I, I, I have to get fixed. it fixed. No, that's a you know that's a downer. So there so there are hazards, there are risks along the way. And again, yes. we have all the steps on how to do that on the website, right, Ben? We do exactly. All right, Allie, you're up. You're going to be talking about email. I am. Okay, if you don't have four or five hours, like Ben. You have 10 minutes and you want to feel a little more organized, a little better about your life. Open up your email. Okay. This is my kind of get anything done that I don't want to do life hack. I set a timer depending on what the task is anywhere from like five to 20 minutes. If I have to clean the whole house, yeah, I'm going to do 20. If it's something quick, I'll do five. And I say to myself, okay, just do it for however long you have on the timer and then you can stop. And the trick is that once you get started, you're probably just going to finish. You don't actually stop when the timer <laughs> goes off. And maybe you do, and that's fine. You still did five or 20 minutes of whatever you wanted to do. I, I do a pretty good job keeping my work inbox clean. It just keeps me on track. Um, but my personal inbox has been just a wasteland of junk and, you know, emails that I haven't responded to or haven't dealt with. So I set a 10-minute timer a couple weekends ago. And I went through, now I use Gmail, so I don't care about the promotions tab or the social tab. Those are just kind of junk anyway. I really focus on that. Unless your Kim Commando Show newsletters are ending up in the promotions tab, and then you definitely need well, to move them out of there. <laughs> exactly. Just saying. Every once in a while, I see <laughs> one of mine. I'm like, dude, Aww. I am not there. I should be in your inbox. <laughs> Well, and that's a good reminder. So if there are emails that you think to yourself, hey, I haven't seen that in a while, do a search and they'll pop up. And if they are in your promotions or your social feed or something else, you can drag them over into the general to make sure you get them. You can also mark them as important. That makes sure they go to your regular inbox. Probably my favorite way to clear out a lot of junk at once is to do a quick scan of your inbox and see if you're getting emails from the same places over and over. You know, say you have 10 emails from Crate and Barrel. Okay, I don't want those. So highlight the email address and then do a search for it. And you can just delete them all in one go. And it makes it a lot easier than picking through each email individually. You know, that's a great um, tip. That's a good one now. Yeah, it makes it a lot faster. Um, also, while you're doing that, just unsubscribe from those things that you don't actually like or that are just kind of filling up with junk. And then anything that you don't actually want to delete forever, but you do want to keep around, just archive it, but you'll feel much better. Even after 10 minutes, I feel so much fresher. <laughs> it's like I just took a shower. Everything's nice exactly. and clean. Exactly. Uh, you know, I asked a monk if they were allowed to send emails, and um, he, he said that they can email as long as there's no attachments. 
They are getting better. I'm telling you. They are. They're getting so much better. All right. So now it's time for our new national podcast sensation that we like to call You Choose the Fake News. There are three headlines. Two are real and one is fake. And it's up to us to decide and you, the home listener, which is the fake news story versus the two news stories. And Allie, it's your turn this week to stump the host and also to stump Ben. And I look at Ben's face. He is totally concentrating right now. I'm I'm done thinking about reformatting my PC and I'm on this. (laughs) Excellent. (laughs) That's just what he daydreams about. Okay. (laughs) Story number one, you can own your own piece of Google history as the tech giant gets into the NFT game. Okay. A little refresher, NFT, non-fungible tokens, It's a file, usually a JPEG, could be a GIF, and you purchase it. So yes, even though anybody could see it online, you are the true and rightful owner. So think about like The Starry Night by Van Gogh. Even though other people can order prints, if you own the real one, you're the owner, right? But instead of Starry Night, it's usually like a picture of a pickle or something. But anyway, Google is auctioning off 10 of its most popular Google Doodles from over the years. All the profits are going to charity through its Google.org foundation. Uh, The doodles up for auction include, there's a short silent video of Charlie Chaplin from 2011, the 30th anniversary doodle of Pac-Man, and the very loved spooky Halloween doodle from 2012. The bidding starts on October 8th. Excellent. All right, so that's right. number one. Then that's so now you have to choose again. Just to refresh everybody: is that a real story or is that a fake story? Okay, number two. Two, Taco Bell tests 30-day taco subscription to drive visits. Yes, the newest subscription service. It is not to stream TV or movies or music. It is for Taco Bell tacos. It's called the Taco Lover's Pass. You can order one crunchy taco or one soft taco or one of those Doritos tacos. Um, one per day for 30 days right from the app, the Taco Bell app. The cost depends on the location, anywhere from 5 to 10 bucks a month. And they are testing this across locations in Arizona. Oh, uh, really? November. November. Yeah. So 30 days, not tacos that are 30 days old. So, <laughs> right? Okay. I, just wanted to... I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> All, right. All right. And story number three, drone delivery of prison contraband accidentally drops package at school. Yes, a drone delivery meant likely for a Virginia prison was accidentally dropped off at a K through 12 school. The package included lots of great stuff, uh, weed, tobacco, cell phones, and some USB to lightning cables. How considerate. Police said that there's been quite a bit of drone activity around the Lawrenceville Correctional Center in recent months. This drone uh, dropped off the package around 5.40 in the morning, and soon after, a witness saw someone come into the parking lot of the school and grab it and drive away. <laughs> Don't you love good. drones? <laughs> that was Those are good. <laughs> those are good. Now, uh, what do you think, Ben? <laughs> hmm. This one's uh, a little tricky, but my gut tells me that Google is real, the drone is real, and the Taco Bell is fake. I'm going to go with, I, I know, I actually know that the Taco Bell is real, Ben. Okay, that's oh, real. Oh. Sorry. Because okay. you, you, you signed up. up. <laughs> no, you know me. I would never eat anything <laughs> like that. I'm so, I'm so weird about food. I wish I would just like move past it. I mean, like this morning I'm making myself oatmeal with cinnamon and apples. I'm thinking like, you know, what's wrong with a good fried egg? Come on. I mean, what's wrong with that? <laughs> right? Um, 
I'm going to say that the Google NFTs are not real. Okay. What do you think, Ben? Because I already told you the tacos are real. Oh, so I get to I get a second try. Oh, this. Oh, seems... I like this. Mm. I like this. It's okay <laughs> if okay I get if it. I, I'll only kind of like win. I'll only kind of win. So, <laughs> okay. Uh, I yeah, had to I help him out. Seeing any of that stuff, but I've seen the drones. That it was actually the drones that was going to be my second choice as being fake because I remember something similar, but I didn't remember it being about a school. It just seems like that could happen. I'm going with number one. I'm thinking that the Google Doodles as NFTs, not that it's not a bad idea. I think it's a great idea, but I could totally see the drone thing happening. All right. What do you think, Al? Well, I think one of you is correct. And that's you, Kim. You're right. Oh, yes. The Google (laughs) NFTs are fake. I have actually a little NFT story for you, too. So my birthday was recently... And my husband couldn't figure out what to get me. We're people who, if we want something, if we really want it, we just buy it for ourselves. And so we don't have, you know, these big gift lists. So he bought me an NFT for my birthday. Oh, wow. What'd you get? It's a picture of a monkey, like they all are. (laughs) And so when he bought it, um, it was, you know, converted into dollars. He probably spent a couple hundred dollars on it. As of a few days ago... It is worth about $30,000. No way. You're kidding. No. That is incredible. I know. Isn't it crazy? So are you holding it or selling it? Oh, I'm holding on. I'm holding you on. Let's see happens. what happens. See, you know what? Here, I, th- I was going to be cynical and say, oh, like he got, a, he got you an NFT of a diamond ring, you know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Like so much for that. That is awesome. You have to send me. Yeah, I want to see it. You have to show me the picture. Okay. I mean, is it a good looking monkey or is it an ugly monkey? No, oh, it's cute. It's a little pixelated monkey. It's okay. Yeah. It's great. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. you know what? Way to go. Allie's husband. That's amazing. Way to go. I'm, all right. So ah, now I'm thinking maybe I should like get into the NFT business. You want to stay right where you are because coming up, we have some of the weirdest stuff that we saw online and Ben's product review is coming up. It's all about some smart floodlights, which, you know, are actually really smart to have in your yard. So stay right where you are. We have that and more coming up. Since our founding in 2000, we at the Center for Internet Security have always had one mission. It's to create confidence in the connected world for people, businesses, and governments. As a nonprofit, we do this by drawing upon our core competencies of collaboration and innovation. The world is changing, cyber threats are evolving, and IT resources are limited. All you want is a way to strengthen your cybersecurity programs efficiently and effectively. Let CIS help you with these efforts. We use a consensus-based process involving IT professionals from around the world to develop and maintain security best practices. These resources are proven to defend systems and data against threats, both on-premises and in the cloud. We also strive to help organizations of every size and maturity strengthen their cybersecurity programs. This includes serving U.S. state, local, tribal, and territorial government organizations. At CIS, we're all about making the connected world a safer place. Visit our website to learn more. 
Hey, welcome back to Tech Refresh. It's your weekly fun podcast about all things digital. Just a quick reminder is that if you haven't already, just stop what you're doing and open up your browser and go to thecurrentnewsletter.com. It's tech news and tips you can use right now. There are no ads, absolutely free. You can see a sample and you can sign up right now at thecurrentnewsletter.com. There are so many weird things online. And so, Allie, let's start with you. What's on your list? Well, New York is a really expensive place to live. I used to live there. And when I told people that I paid $2,000 a month for this tiny, tiny apartment, they were like, that is the best deal around. How did you even get that? Um, It's also expensive to stay there. That is why I kid you not, a red Ford Econoline van that was parked in the East Village was a really popular rental on Airbnb. Uh, There were four vans in total and two more in Chelsea. Um, One of those had racked up like $1,500 in parking violations. And they were all available to rent on Airbnb. And yes, that is illegal. And finally, the New York City Sheriff's Department cracked down in Operation Room Service. Um, I had no idea that there was a sheriff of <laughs> New York City. I didn't. I, yeah, yeah, I, I didn't, didn't know that either. We all, we all hear about the mayor and everybody like that. but <laughs> Exactly. So I'm sure he walked in with his big cowboy oh, hat and funny? told these. Say, hair over here, partner. I'm the sheriff of New York. But you know what? He wouldn't say that and say, hey, over here. I'm the sheriff of New York. Come on. Get, get your, your van out. Of here. Get your van out. <laughs> yeah. So part of the evidence against it was actually a, a YouTuber stayed in one of these vans and he made a video about it. And so that was part of the investigation, and they they kicked all the vans out. So sorry if you wanted to stay in one. Only takes one person to ruin it for everyone. (laughs) This was entirely in keeping with the regulations. Oh, (laughs) that one just came to me. I'm sorry. All right, Ben, you're up. What was your weird story you saw this past week? I thought for sure it was a joke when I first saw it. It's you know you have these Pokemon cards that. They sell, and they have. Some of them have sold as high as hundreds of thousands of dollars, like nearly half a million dollars. Okay, that's fine. But just a couple months ago, you have this collaboration now between Pokemon and Oreo with, I don't know, random Pokemon depicted in the the chocolate. Well, apparently some of those are rare. And so you have these cookies, these Oreo cookies showing up on eBay. Like, no, some of the sellers are a little more ambitious trying to get like a hundred grand. (laughs) <laughs> but I have seen for I an saw Oreo one, cookie for an Oreo cookie with a Pokemon. Yeah, I saw one that was five thousand listed for five thousand. It has twenty nine watchers. <laughs> Is this for the whole package or a single cookie? A single cookie. <laughs> and some of them like say, "Oh, we I handled this delicately." It's like I used tongs or we wore gloves. And... <laughs> oh, it's like you know, like the toast with Jesus on it. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because it, it'll be like a hazmat type thing in a. Not long. I mean, so, long. so if I had a package of Oreo cookies, I mean, but these are special Pokemon cookies, right? Right. right. All right. Okay. Right. So, so I just can't like put Oreo cookies out there. I mean, you can. <laughs> There's nothing stopping you, but whether or not or you'll a get of a monkey. five thousand dollars for it, carve a little monkey into the frosting. <laughs> I know. I'm sitting here like, you know, we were in like the wrong business. I mean, we've got to get like out of the podcasting business. We got to start thinking bigger, bigger and bigger and better. I mean, you know, Pokemon cookies. Well, my weird news story has nothing to do with NFTs or Oreo cookies, but there's this Danish artist. I just love this. Okay. So this museum hires him. It's the Kunsten Museum of Modern Art. And they hire him for an exhibit. And he says, they say, you know, we want you to come up with something new. 
the conceptual art, something that that we can exhibit forever and ever. And the Danish artist says, you know, I think this is great. I can do this. So this Danish artist says, yeah, you know, I can come up with something, but you know, I need $85,000 to come up with this piece of art for the museum. And they say, okay, so a couple of months go by and they say, hey, you know, like, so where's your art? We gave you the $85,000. And he says, well, you know, I actually have been working on this and I'm going to send you the art. So he sends them the art and it's two empty picture frames. Okay. And he called it, take the money and run. (gasps) Isn't that crazy? (laughs) Maybe that's a business we should, no, no, no. (laughs) Yeah, never. (laughs) And so the museum is like, this is not right. We want our money back. And he's like, no, you asked me for a conceptual art. I sent you two empty picture frames and that's what you got. And I called it, take the money and run. Wow. You know, I was rejected from art school once. I don't know if you know this. I mean, before I went into computers, I was thinking about being an artist. But apparently I used the wrong pencil. I I wasn't to be. um, (laughs) To be. Get it? To be art. Art. You know, to be pencil. Oh, oh, forget it. If you have to explain, it's not (laughs) worth it. Okay. Stay right where you are because coming up next, yes, there are more puns. I promise you, no more of those because this way you won't leave. Um, Coming up, we have Ben's review. So you want to stay right where you are. First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. Hey, welcome back to Tech Refresh. It's your weekly fun podcast about all things digital. It's called Kim Commando and Friends because we have Allie and Ben here with us. And here is a teaser. Next week, I have a new friend joining us. Yes, that's all I'm going to say because you have to listen next week. So this is part of the podcast where we go to Ben because he likes to review everything that we should be buying or not buying. And at the end, he always gives us the total number of Ben heads. And those are the things that you want to recommend. And those are the things that you actually want to listen for because Ben heads are just that like you know one Ben head means don't buy it but five Ben heads means like it is out of this world amazing incredible and so this week Ben we are not doing batteries thank god for that I'm so tired of batteries Ben uh we're doing smart floodlights those are exciting yes they can be I mean if you're into like landscaping lights and oh I am because you have all these, that's that's the problem. You have all these options for indoor, you know, smart lights, lamps, bulbs, whatever. But outside, it's always been like, well, you have a transformer plugged in the side of the house, wired to all these, you know, floodlights that light up your trees or whatever. Well, there's actually a growing number of these options for smart exterior lighting. And I got to review a couple of different kinds made by the same company called Nova Stella. Uh, one of them, it was a pair of these LED floodlights with Wi-Fi built in, and then there were a pair that were Bluetooth only. So the Wi-Fi lights can connect to your network up to 80 feet away, 
has a removable antenna. Uh, they're rated against the elements. 2,000 lumen brightness, which plug that mm-hmm. in and you're looking at it, you know, you're going to have to take a minute for the receptors to come back. It's it's <laughs> bright. But, you know, you got all the different temperatures of white. You've got 16 million other color combinations to choose from, scenes, timers, all through the app. Now, the other ones, the ones I said are Bluetooth, same features. Uh, you can sync color changes to music, though. So, like, Ooh. you have music playing, it'll, like, you know, jam out to that. Um, okay, now just uh, imagine if you had the music playing and you had the Amazon Astro Robot with all the lights. <laughs> I mean, gosh, then we would totally have something. Ben's got go. his Christmas decoration I know. plans. It's like, I've already got it in my <laughs> head. So, yeah, I'm going to have uh-huh. the Astro with the Santa hat on and all this stuff. <laughs> well, Rocking it's, around it's, the Christmas tree. There you go. Yeah. See, there's the plan right now for uh, our November podcasts so, so uh now if you want the if you want to connect these other ones to wi-fi the the bluetooth ones you have to buy this optional hub so anyway the pros uh both on both the lights both sets they're bright blindingly so uh but they're budget friendly so some of these are pretty expensive the wi-fi lights cost 70 uh the ones that are bluetooth the, the blink uh they're 60 now the cons you have to run them through a kind of a generic third-party app called Smart Life. It, you can so basically this this app can uh, recognize and control smart home tech from various brands. It's a little clunky, not the easiest to navigate. And I had so much trouble trying to connect the Wi-Fi lights the first time because it's 2.4 gigahertz only. And if you have a router that kind of switches on its own between 2.4 and 5. It, it was a mess, like walking next door to try to make it switch so I could just connect the lights. I've got all that in the review, but initially, I've had these for a few months. Initially, they had a 3.5. Mm. Yeah, but now they're kind of sitting at a 2, 2.5. Oh. Why? That's bad. They keep losing uh, connect connectivity, and I know it's not the network per se it's just like they fall off it's definitely not me <laughs> come on reputations and all but uh, it's like they'll just like i have uh, the ones out front i've got them like they're they hit the two columns in front of the house so it's really cool landscaping and they're on a schedule to go on it they turn on at sunset every night and every so often they just fail to trigger and i'll get an alert just no reason fail to trigger and i have to like go unplug them and plug them back in and before they just figure out, oh, it was us. Are these the lights that you were telling me about that your mom was saying, like, you know, these lights don't work and you have to go pull the breaker or something like that? It could have been those. There, there are probably probably multiple instances of that. <laughs> Various lights. <laughs> ben, but fix yeah. it. <laughs> hey, Ben, come fix this, Ben. Come on, honey. Honey, you can do it. Exactly. Do it. So you have the full review on the website, and then I do, do you yeah. give us, do, you know, yeah. you know, since these were kind of like Joe loser lights, right? <laughs> I mean, do you, can you give us some recommendations on some really good smart floodlights? Because you know, it's actually a great solution. I mean, because why would you have a floodlight come on if you couldn't record it? I mean, it would make sense <laughs> that we should be able to do that. I mean, oh, I mean, otherwise, like, oh, hey, thanks for the light. I was having trouble seeing the window I could break into, you know? <laughs> so can you give us some recommendations on some good ones on the website? 
I can add those just right off the top of my head. You know, floodlights, like these aren't motion activated. So if you're wanting something like that, you know, oh, you yeah. have, I want the, I want you the have whole thing. Ring, I think uh, Google Nest has one coming out that's like motion activated that'll send alerts to the app and all that. As far as the landscaping lights that, you know, programmable and stuff like that, they're, I, I don't have experience with others, but, you know, Philips Hue has been releasing a lot of those. Uh, different oh, styles been, of landscape. Know, they're always the, yeah, they're the leader in it. That's Those are all the big boys. Thing. You don't have to worry so much about the reliability. That's so. And so. there's another benefit. If you use the Philips lights, you don't have to worry about your mother coming to you and saying, hey, Ben, <laughs> fix the lights, right? I mean, you know, we have to exactly. think with it. You know, here's download the app. You deal with it. <laughs> so, you know, how many conspiracy theorists does it take to change a light bulb? How many? You know, the real question is who broke the light bulb and why are they keeping us in the dark? Right. Why are they doing that? Uh, Allie, what's trending over at commando.com you want to share with us? All kinds of stuff. There is a page that has all of your Google searches and basically all your Google search history. You can password protect that and you really should. Uh, We've got that on the site. Why? Do you think people have some embarrassing things that they might have typed into Google at some point? Certainly not me. (laughs) I wouldn't be familiar with anything like that. Okay. I didn't think so. Okay. Uh, We have got, of course, this one trends now and again because we all care about this. How to stop all your smart devices from listening to you. So... Astro's not rolling around yet, but yes, there's lots of other stuff you have that might be. Um, Because all of our favorite price is free, we've got 20 things that you can get for free that you really shouldn't pay for. That's a great list. And then this is one I want everybody to go check out. It's a new tool to see if your data has been exposed online. Yes, we have talked about have I been pwned quite a bit where you can put in your email address, but this is another one with a different database. Yes, there's crossover, but a little different. So uh, go to commando.com, search for data exposed and it'll come up and it's a new tool that you can check out. You just pop in your email address and see where your info is floating around. Which, speaking of, commando.com, if you are not bookmarking that, if you're not hitting the website every single day, just the homepage, I mean, we have so much new and fresh content. And just another reminder is that if you haven't already, and if you want me to stop talking about the current newsletter.com, then you all ought to just sign up for it, and then I don't have to do these ads anymore. Just go to thecurrentnewsletter.com. Once again, that's thecurrentnewsletter.com. Just a quick reminder, please, 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 rate us, review us, subscribe, and follow the podcast if you ever want to send us an email directly, the email address is very simply podcast at commando.com. That's with the K, of course. Allie and Ben, great job as always. We'll see you next week. And everybody, thanks for listening. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC.